Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. I'm going to talk about some recent purchases. So I uh, picked up and already read uh, from Sirius uh, Comics, Michael Lisner's um, Dawn, which was based on a character that was introduced in a book called Cry for Dawn, which what I understand now is an anthology and it didn't even feature Dawn, <laughs> based on what I was reading in the letters pages. So yeah, this this series kind of shocked me because I thought I was gonna be like a bad girl comic, and it was nothing like that. It was more or less by about a guy that was dealing with father issues and heaven and hell, religious issues, and all kinds of stuff. It was way deeper than I thought it would be, and it artistically looked beautiful. It was a really incredible series. I didn't get the whole thing. Um, when I started looking for it, I had watched a cartoonist Kayfabe, where they went over issue one and just were breaking down the panels, and I enjoyed it you know, so much. Even, even though I had no idea what was happening on in the story, uh, because they really just broke down the art. I ordered it, and they had a four-pack. was the closest I can get instead of a full run. And it had issues one, two, and three, and issue six. And I figured, well, I can get issue four and five at a later time. And um, this, we had a Geek Brunch Retro, um, which I covered two of the books that I had uh, read and purchase this week. I'll, I'll talk about the other one in, in, a, in a little bit. But um, I read issues one and two of Dawn for that episode of Retrocast, and I talked about it, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was way deeper. It's, it's almost like a book you can write a thesis about because it has so much inner meaning to it. Um, it, it and I still don't sure, I'm still not sure I get all the meaning to it. Or the underlying things that are discussed in it. Um, some of the letters pages were interesting. I, I got to uh, get a Q&A from Lisner. I, I understood that, you know, he says, you don't need to go buy those expensive Cry for Dawn issues. Dawn's not even in it. <laughs> even though her first appearance is in Cry for Dawn number one, I, I'll still seek it out, but I don't. I'm not going to pay a large amount if she's not in it I was actually surprised how little she was in this series um, she is a character that's kind of guiding uh, the character the main guy that's in the, the book from beginning to end and, and she kind of just pops in has sex with them <laughs> if, if it's a sex issue and then discusses like the path going forward for what he needs to do and uh yeah it was it was a really good series i enjoyed it so so i ended up reading number three tonight and enjoyed that one and i said oh, i'll wait to get four and five but then i said by the time i track those down and i get them i might as well just read six so i know how it ends i i think i could fill in the some of the holes just by how it ended um where things were going uh i'm sure there'll be some more um fuel that that leads us to six 
in, in issues uh, four and five that I, I do would like to pick up. Um, and the only Dawn I had read before was like Vampirella Dawn from Dynamite or any of the Dynamite books. This is like my first exposure. And I, I never really was a big fan of his art <clears throat> until recently. It's like an acquired taste that I gained over time. And it, it took a long time for me to join it because, like, I wasn't seeking out his Red Sonia covers or any of his Dynamite covers until he hit James Bond. And then he did a Kickstarter for Palmiotti. Uh, I think it was a Painkiller Jane or it was one of the other ones. And they were just beautiful. And uh, then I started to appreciate his artwork again and started to to get some of the his covers <clears throat> and uh, decided to get this, um, and I and I, I don't regret it. I I really enjoyed it. It it was way deeper than I thought it would be, in terms of story, and um, I learned a lot uh, about him because there was some Q and A in in one of the letters columns. Uh, letters columns were interesting. A lot of people were praising the artwork and the story. Some of them were lost. Uh, what one guy wrote in and says, man, you know, I bought this series for Don and it's not even about uh, Don. It's about this this guy that's eating apples and stuff. <laughs> and if you, if you read the series, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But uh, really entertaining. <clears throat> the other book that I picked up was my first Hong Kong Fui. And uh, I think it came out in the early 70s. And it had featured Scatman Crothers' voice. Uh, Richard Dawson was one of the characters. And it only lasted one season. Um, and I remember watching a few episodes. There was only like a handful of episodes, like one season, uh, maybe 16 episodes or maybe less. And uh, where it really took off, I think, or, or gained popularity was the USA Network's uh, Cartoon Express. And that's when I was watching it after school. I, I'd come home and watch cartoons after school. And they had a lot of uh, cartoons like Roman Holiday and, you know, a bunch of cartoons that <clears throat> that were collected in this Cartoon Express. And Hong Kong Fui was one of them. And I really did enjoy it. Well, I got my first Charlton Hong Kong Fui and uh, really enjoyed that. Um, it was issue four. Uh, so that was a good pickup. And then uh, at Ed's Cards and Comics, I, I got the Hong Kong Fui at Ed's. Uh, he also had a, uh, blue, a DC Special Blue Ribbon Digest. And I pick these up whenever I find them, even though I can't read them because the text is so small. <laughs> I was just real fond of these because they used to sell them at grocery stores. I guess I could read it if I took my glasses off and put it close to my face. But they're they're the size of Archie Digests. And uh, this one is issue number 15, featuring the secret origins of, of villains. And, for instance, they got a Bizarro story. They got a Abracadabra from Flash. Um, let's see what else they have. Sinestro from Green Lantern. A lot of them are first appearances, too. So you get to see that. Uh, Batman, uh, Mad Hatter. 
And let's see what else we got in here. Uh, Justice League featuring, what's his name? Karja Rowe, Karja Rowe, or, yeah, his name Karja Rowe. <clears throat> and I think that's it. But it's, you know, a lot of stories. And uh, made me want to finish this at some point. Trying to find these are tough. I think I put some in actual comic boxes uh, with a bag and board and just fit them in there. Probably not a good idea because if it gets in a uh, several comics that are this size and one that's this size, it could cause some uh, little warping of the comic book, I think. But I remember doing that. <clears throat> and... Uh, some of the other quick pickups I, I have is I picked up a Turok, a Whitman Turok when they took over with 128. Cheyenne Kid, this is a modern comic. It doesn't even have a number on it, but it's like 87 or something like that, if I remember correctly. Another modern comic of E-Man, which these, these modern comics are, are Charlton... Um, reprints uh, Robotix from Marvel Comics I think this is only one issue uh, Dr. Solar Man of the Autumn a Whitman number 30 uh, 6 million dollar man number 8 I finished six, uh, Bionic Woman on Charlton but I need to finish my 6 million dollar man I think uh, anytime I can find a Flintstones, I jump on it. This is a, a Charlton Flintstones number seven. Uh, another Turok Son of Stone 120. Oh, I already talked about it. 128. So that's that's pretty much the. Well, I think there might be one or two more issues in here that I just one more. Thunder Bunny number one from Red Circle Comics. So uh, I knew I had gotten some. So uh, that's a handful of books that I did get. And <clears throat> that's what I wanted to go over uh, real quick. Um, wanted to uh, also go into a listener question. And that is under more bookmarks. I have one question from Dallow. You know what? I thought... I thought there was another question from Drew. Oh, he had sent an email. <clears throat> so I, I need to look at my emails because Drew sent some questions there. Um, but Dallo gave me one more question. That's the one I'll be going over. I got to remember Drew's for next time. But uh, we have... Review the Bad Idea Kickstarter you recently received. No, that one isn't. I already talked about that one. 
this one was how do you think your collecting habits will change in 2024 versus 2023 I, I think it'll be similar I mean I've already reduced stuff um, I think it'll be a lot more back issues than current issues will you do more digital reading to save on physical space uh, likely I've already done a lot on Marvel like a lot of the Marvel books that I post I read they're uh, from Marvel Unlimited I am um, <clears throat> usually I state that when I review the I go over Mike M's weekly reads like this, this was a, a digital read and more Kickstarters probably just the same I tend to support um, Heartso books bad bad bug books Jimmy Palmiotti uh, Justin Gray books and Pat Shan books and then there's a few oh, uh, silver line books and every now and then something catches my eye but most of like I just backed a handful and I'll tell you which ones are repeat offenders um, Vampire Carl Car Girls number zero. That's an Everett heart. So um, Prismatic is a Pat Shand written book. Hope and Sin. Uh, this was a comic book that was from another publisher. Which one was it? Sisterhood? or uh, God, I can't remember the title of it. <clears throat> but I really did like that comic book so this one comes from that and um, that's kind of an expensive Canadian Kickstarter because you have to pay Canadian prices for shipping and that really is a big difference and I keep telling myself you know there's a limit but this Kickstarter has been really good to me um, a matter of fact I actually want original art from it and I have never gotten like something that big uh, and, and to win it it was a was a big deal <clears throat> kind of makes up well you know like why I'm supporting it to begin with plus I, I really love to read it I have read them all which is very rare for a Kickstarter uh, Bobby Joe is a Kickstarter from Bad Bug um, haven't started that one yet and then I backed uh, Summon Cthulhu. I Summon Cthulhu uh, 1 through 3. That is a Pat Shand uh, Kickstarter. A new one that just looked absolutely beautiful. Um, and I have supported this publisher before, Hyperverse. I can't remember which ones I've, I've gotten. But it was Bulletproof Busted. It, it, the interiors just looked amazing. <clears throat> and I, I couldn't turn that one down. <coughs> Another new one was uh, Warhawk and Mongi Adventures. It just looks interesting, like World War II Nazi superheroes and stuff like that. So I hope that addresses your question, but I'm trying to keep the Kickstarters to Kickstarters that I just normally support. Every now and then there's just something that pops, and... Uh, 
I, I'll, I'll go with that sometimes. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to just do, tally up a weekly read so I have something to uh, deploy. Um, if I go find the next one, it's probably sometime in November where I left off, and I, I could just do like one week. Let's see. I did that one. That one's totaled. So I think I'm like on 11, 13. <clears throat> so let me total that stuff and then I'll be right back. And I'm back. So we're going to talk about books from November 13th through event November 19th and uh, things I watched. I gave a, or, or things I watched, I gave a three out of five to the Marvels. I, I thought it was good, but wasn't something that blew my mind. This is the MCU film. I'm glad I saw it, but it didn't rock my world. It's probably as the low terms as Ant-Man Quantumania, which I didn't think much of. But um, those were, that was a 3 out of 5. And then the five, the 4 out of 5s were Gator, which is a uh, Burt Reynolds action movie where he pays a... Uh, moonshiner that they broke out of prison to that they basically the government asked him to go undercover to report on one of his bosses that is into sexual trades and he he like owns businesses and stuff inside of a city and controls the city and he doesn't pay his taxes and basically the IRS and the government say hey you need to go for undercover for us we'll get you out of prison um it's interesting because there's another movie before this one and they do some, something very similar he comes out of prison in order to frame you know get his brother's killer but um this is gator i gave it a four out of five cleopatra i finally saw the elizabeth taylor cleopatra i gave that a four out of five it's a long movie like three almost four hours but uh I really did enjoy it. And the 5 out of 5 wasn't a movie. I saw Ario Speedwagon for the second time in concert at Pikes Peak Center. It was a really, really cool concert. Uh, getting into the comic books, I had four Marvel, five Image, one Greater Mercury Comics, one Escape, one DC, and three Charlton. Uh, the 3 out of 5, this is a digital read from Comixology Unlimited. I read Street Angel Collected Edition by Jim Rugg. Um, this was an image co collected edition. They advertise it a lot on Cartoonist Kayfabe. I read it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's about a homeless girl that's a pretty badass fighter, and she gets in different adventures, riding her skateboard and causing trouble. And she's pretty much homeless. She doesn't, you know, go home to parents or anything. She's still in school. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Um, was it something I'd pursue in physical? Probably not. Um, but I would read it again in digital if it popped up. Uh, the four out of fives, I had Greater Mercury Comics Action 7 through 9. These continued the grip storyline and added a few others. <clears throat> the real the real story that the storyline I like to follow is Grips. That's the one I, I really like. From Escape Comics, I had Nightfall. 
Oh, was that, did I go over all of them? Escape 1, DC 1, Charlton 3. And then uh, Nightfall was an escape. This this was a total 90s comic book about a, a vampire that gets, you know, a bunch of partiers go to the grave site, kind of like in Return of the Living Dead. And uh, one of the guys is bleeding while he's getting ready to have sex with his girlfriend who needed to go pee-pee. So she goes away for a while, and he's there bleeding. <laughs> I guess he doesn't care that he's bleeding. But it soaks into the ground, and the blood is enough to awaken her because she was imprisoned by someone, another vampire. And she breaks loose, gets out, kills a lot of the gang members, and teams up with the girlfriend. <laughs> So it was a fun 90s comic book. There were shout-outs to Spawn and a bunch of 90s things that I love. There wasn't much that came from Escape Comics. This might be the only book. And it had it to be continued and never was to be continued. So it might be like a publisher like me who does one comic and says, that costed a lot and nobody was interested. I don't want to do this again <clears throat> kind of thing. We have Tales to Astonish, number 84. Lord Krang accidentally blasts Neymar, which gives him his memory back. While brainwashed, he is hunting the Hulk. So that's kind of like joining the two books together. The base has been vacated after the incident with Boomerang, and Hulk is now in New York seeking the Avengers. I got a yawn. I'm getting sleepy. Action Comics 18. <clears throat> this is a... Uh, the Golden Age action comics uh, from the 40s. It's a great issue as Superman takes down a blackmailing ring. Interesting that he lets the criminals go and murder is involved with one of the blackmailers shooter shooting another and he just seems to like pass it by. From uh, Comixology Unlimited, I do own a full run of Spawn the Dark Ages but I did read it digitally because I was on vacation, I think, this week. Or it was close to it. Or it might have been a midnight read. And I was like, i got to get my money's worth on Comixology this month. And uh, Spawn the Dark Ages was there. And I had read it sporadically, the physical. Um, and didn't remember any of it. And uh, it is fantastic. It's got Coglia Ostro. It's got an angel. I forget what her name is. Kind of like Angela that's in it. <clears throat> which I, I think that Neil Gaiman got the rights to out of this, and Todd McFarlane got Neil Gaiman's creation of Cogliostro and Medieval Spawn, but uh, he got, um, Air was it Airboy or uh, Miracle Man back? <clears throat> and he got Angela to, to take away from him entirely, which was probably the more profitable of the characters and I forget what else he got oh he got any angels that were derivatives of Angela so he like I don't think uh, McFarlane can publish the angelic character that was in here anymore without Gaiman's permission <clears throat> so really spectacular uh, read I enjoyed the hell out of it uh, that was four out of five. Tomb of Dracula, 19 through 21. This is the 
around the issues where what spawned me to read 19 was I had just got the physical copy of it. I don't own a lot of Tomb of Draculas, but I own this one as a record comic book uh, back in the day. I don't know what happened to it, but I used to listen to the record a lot. And this comic book, it's a weird one to be a record because it's you're in the middle of a, a snowstorm where Dracula and Van Helsing, the female, are in this fight and they, in the cold, absolutely freezing conditions, are sort of fighting each other and then Dracula gets her and he's going to like bleed her dry, but slowly so he can get out of this mountainous bad weather and then uh, some guy, um, he's he might be a Van Helsing or somebody else he's one of the vampire hunters came in a helicopter and saved her he's in a relationship with her and was actually this helicopter had like a gatling gun on the side is like da -da 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 -da, and it shoots wooden spikes and it's crazy i this this tomb of dracula is very interesting but that was 19 through 21 i read monster hunters which is an anthology from charlton really enjoyable Another four out of five. And I got my first Midnight Tales from Charlton, which is another anthology, and it was really enjoyable. So the, the top books that week were Midnight Tales, Charlton, Monster Hunters, number six, Tomb of Dracula, 19 through 21. So the top books were monster books. And Spawn the Dark Ages is sort of like medieval monster type things. But <clears throat> very interesting and even Nightfall was a monster thing about a vampire woman. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of horror-related comic books. So um, that was for November 13th through November 19th. I want to thank you for listening, and I will be back next week. So you can reach me at geekbrunchpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. Follow the episode threads there. On X, you can reach me at Mike Myers Brunch. On <clears throat> Blue Sky, same thing, at Mike, My at Mike Myers Brunch. And email is mike at comicbooknoise.com, which i got to remember that Drew sent me some questions for the next episode. So I'm all out of questions except for that list, and I think Drew left me like six. So, um, And I also want to have a shout-out to uh, Comics for Fun and Profit and Drew for making a call out to my network on the latest um, Comics for Fun and Profit. It was almost like an ad for, for me. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, I, I help them out every time Kyle can't make it. But um, that was really nice of him to, to plug the show. Uh, really appreciative of that. So um, thanks for listening, and I'll be back in a week. Bye.